Thanks for listening to the CL Talks podcast. You can find the notes from this conversation in the show notes below. For more information and talks from Covenant Love, just search for us on social media or head to mycl.church. We'll see you next week. Hello, CL family. God bless you and all of our friends and everyone that uh, is watching uh, CL Talks. God bless you. We're so excited that you're with us here tonight. You know, something that God really put in my, in my heart was to minister to you, which we have been ministering, on waging successful spiritual warfare. There are a lot of people that actually think that that's kind of non-existent. So, you know, why are you teaching people to do that? It's because the Bible teaches us to do that. Matter of fact, uh, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse 10, he said, Now, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And then he goes on to say, and this is the reason, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. What is manifesting through people, through organizations, uh, through uh, uh, anyone that will allow themselves to be used of the enemy is the manifestation first in the spiritual realm, then it manifests in the natural realm. Because what's behind all of the chaos, the confusion, uh, what is behind all the destruction, the evil, the immorality, the wickedness, the ungodliness that we see today, it's been like that ever since Adam and Eve fell. The devil is behind that. And he puts thoughts in people's minds. He moves upon them. That's what you find in Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3. It says, and literally states there, It is the devil, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of disobedience, who is, walk, who is operating in those who are disobedient to God. And so the devil does that because he wants to oppose everything and stop the gospel. He wants to oppose everything that is of God. He wants to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ, which means that he wants to stop the church. He wants the church to be quiet and he wants the church to shut up. He doesn't want the church to continue uh, to move forward and preach the gospel uh, like Jesus said. And he knows that the church has the authority to do that. He knows that the church has authority in prayer. And he knows that we have been given the keys of the kingdom. But he does everything he can in, in the natural to manifest in the natural realm and to use people. He can use multitudes. He can use an individual. He can use somebody at your work. He can use somebody in your family. He can use uh, what used to be a friend that you thought was a friend. He, listen, he can come and influence people that don't understand and know exactly how he operates. You know, so many people today do not understand how the enemy works. And then they don't understand how to use the Word of God. And I want, to, I want to speak to you about the devil's number one target. Now think about that. What would be his number one target? I know you're probably sitting there, you're going through some really tough times right now, and you say, that would be me. That, that's, that's me right now. No, listen. Even though he's targeting you, there is something that is his number one target that he goes after. He knows that if he can squash that 
or he can stop that or steal that from you, he knows that he can bring defeat and destruction into your life. No matter how old you are, he's after one thing, his number one target. What do you think that is? It is the word of Almighty God. That is his target. He's after the word. Listen listen to this in Mark, the fourth chapter, verses 14 through 15. And it says this, the sower, Jesus is given this parable. He says, the sower sows the word. Okay, so sowing the word. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm sowing the word of God into you. Every time that, that we teach on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or in the sanctuary, wherever it may be, to the children, uh, to the youth, we are sowing the Word of God. That's the reason it is so important that you don't get lazy or slothful concerning listening to the Word of God. You get so caught up with all the stuff that's going around you. You get caught up in all your activities that put the Word of God uh, on, the, on the bottom of your priority list. And, and then when something happens, what do you do? You, you try to bring up, you try to, to cook up, uh, you, you try to do everything you can to try to get your mind focused uh, back on the Word of God. Well, you need to prepare yourself way before you get into any type of battle or any type of, of warfare with the powers of darkness. So, so Paul said, you don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. That's what's behind everything that you see that's taking place in this world. That's the reason the spiritual aspect of of the universe is more real than what we see in the natural. Matter of fact, it's the spiritual that created what we see in the natural and continues to move forward in great power, either the power of the kingdom of darkness or the power of the kingdom of God. And we, if you're born again, you are in the kingdom of God. That means that you have been given everything that to, to wage spiritual warfare and to wage it successfully. So here's what the Bible tells us about the Word of God. His number one target. The sower sows the Word. The ones along the path are those who have the Word sown into their hearts, just like you're getting right now. But when they hear, Satan comes at once and by force takes away the message that was sown into them. See, when the Word of God is sown, the devil will come and say, that's ah, a bunch of hogwash. Don't listen to that. That is irrelevant to your situation. Oh, you've heard that before. Don't believe that. You know, it's important that you understand the power of God's word. That's the reason that he will come in and fight against the word of God. That's the reason he, put, he puts doubts in your mind. And that's the reason that he will come in to question whether or not God loves you, whether or not God uh, is, is caring for you, or whether or not that God is going to fulfill the promise that you're standing on right now. And so he, he comes to question everything about the Word of God. Think about it right now in your own life. Are, are the questions coming in 
Does God care? Does God love me? Is this ever going to uh, turn around? Uh, is, is there ever going to be a breakthrough? Is there ever going to be a change? Will I ever be healed? Will I ever be made whole? Will I ever prosper? Will, will this happen or that happen? Will I be able to pay this bill? Or Are, are these things going to happen in my life? Are they going to manifest it? I've prayed and I don't see a, 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 a answer as of yet. Uh, so has God forgotten me? Have I done something wrong? Do I need to go down to the list and say, I, I need to point one, point two, point three. Uh, you know, it, it, do I need to try to find another system? No. It's just simply you believe the Word of God. God said it. We believe it. That settles it. And, and, and we move forward from that. And we move forward with praise and worship and confidence that God's going to do what He said to do. So the devil is going to come and try to steal the Word. When I'm sitting here edifying you and exhorting you and planting the Word of God on the inside of you and telling you how to operate in this. And then the moment you get into where you're waging spiritual warfare, you can believe the devil is going to come like an M16 and attack your mind. He's going to attack. Demonic spirits will. They're going to attack your mind. Why? Because they're afraid of the Word of God. And they know that if you stick with the Word of God, you stay with the Word of God, you're steadfast in your faith, you persevere and you don't give up, then God's going to get a great testimony. God's going to get glory and honor out of this if you don't give up and you don't give in. So it says this. So he says, He comes to steal the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, why does he steal the word? Because it's the word that defeats him. It is the word that did defeat him. It is the word that continues to defeat him. And it's the word that as long as we're here and as long as he's in this earth will always defeat him. And who is the word? The word is Jesus the Word of God is Jesus Himself. Listen to Jesus. Listen to, to John, the first chapter, verse 1. It says this, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God. And listen to this, And the Word was God Himself. Glory to God. When you're using the Word, it is God manifesting Himself in power through that word. Glory to God. That's the reason that the devil tries to come and steal the word. Because he knows that he is no match for Jesus. He is no match for God. And the word was God. That's amazing. When I'm using the word, it is God that is backing that word. It is God. God, it is His power that when I pray that word and I use that word, it is God's word, so God backs it up. And, and, and not only that, the reason that He comes to try to steal the word is because it's the word that can destroy all of His works. Not only in your life, but in other people's lives. When we use the word of God. And it still is destroying his works and his kingdom. Listen to 1 John the 3rd chapter verse 8. But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil. Now the key there is not that I have committed a sin. But it's a person who continues to practice sin. Because a person who continues to practice sin is probably not even born again as of yet. They may mentally assent. That Jesus is the Son of God, but they've not really surrendered their complete whole heart 
uh, over to him. So, and the key there, like I said, is not that at times, because we all sin. We've all made mistakes, okay? But I'm not out practicing. I'm not out trying to find ways that I can get away with sin, okay? I hate sin because sin is what destroyed Jesus on the cross and sin is what the devil uses to destroy the whole world. So I hate sin. So he says, For the devil has sinned, violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason, listen to this, the reason the Son of God was manifest, visible, was to undo, to destroy, to loosen, to dissolve the works the devil has done. Glory to God. Notice it says, and the Son of God was manifested. Do you know when you and I get born again, we become the children. We become the sons and the daughters of the living God. So you could say it like this. The reason that, that, that our Bryce, the son of the living God, was born again was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works that the devil has done. Glory to God. And that's who we are as the body of Christ. We are not powerless. We are not impotent. We are not helpless. We are the children of the living God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Praise God. God is living on the inside of me. The presence of God is manifested when I begin to pray and I believe God and I stand on His Word. The manifestation and the power of God begins to move. Praise God. So you and I, we were created. That's the reason the devil hates the Word so much is because the Word destroys His works. The Word loosens His works. The Word undoes does his works praise God and we can do that by the mighty name of Jesus and the word of almighty God let me show you how powerful that the word is you and I people all around us we are born again supernaturally we are taken out of the kingdom of darkness because we are born in the kingdom of darkness. We're born in a spiritual blindness and ignorance. That's where we're born. We're part of the kingdom of darkness. And when we believe the word of God and confess Jesus as the Lord of our life, the spirit of the living God supernaturally takes us out of the kingdom of darkness. He calls us out of darkness. And we are gloriously born again by the power and the spirit of the living God. Praise God. That is amazing. And by the way, the devil can't stop it. When you believe the word of God for salvation and you open your mouth, you believe in your heart, and you confess the word of God, he cannot stop it. In other words, it destroys and loosens me from the power of sin and the results of all of that sin, glory to God. It releases me and destroys the devil's uh, uh, reign and rule in my life. Glory to God. And, 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 and he, God does that. But it's the Word. And God is the Word. And the Word was God. That's what the Word of God does. Listen to 1 Peter, the first chapter, verse 23. Through the second chapter, verse 3. You have been regenerated, born again. You know, I've had people say, well, you know, uh, this is the way I was born. I understand that. But you don't have to stay that way. 
If you're in some type of lifestyle and say, well, this is the way God made me. No, he didn't make you that way. He made you to be his child, to be his son and be his daughter. It's the devil that has deceived It's the devil that comes in and lies to you to make you think that you're something else other than created in the image of Almighty God. You know, when people say, well, I was born like this. I said, but you can be born again. You can be born again and the Spirit of God comes and He'll change all of that. And you won't live in confusion and chaos and emptiness and frustration. No, no, the The Bible says that when I believe the word of God and I confess Jesus as Lord, he comes and he fills me up. So he says, you have been regenerated, born again, not from a a mortal origin. You, You can't get born again from your parents, okay? We're born biologically into the family that we're in, and we have no choice about that, okay? But I do have a choice, What spiritual family that I'm in. Glory to God. And I choose the kingdom of God. I choose God. So he says you're not born from a a mortal origin. Seed or sperm. But from the one that is immortal. By ever living the lasting word of God. So see. Biologically I'm born in this world. But I have a spirit man. The spirit man born into this world is born into darkness and spiritual ignorance separated from God because of Adam's sin. The moment that I receive Jesus, first of all, I have to hear the word of God. I hear the word of God. I believe the word of God. And the moment that I believe the word of God and I speak with my mouth and make confession unto salvation, supernaturally, the word of God causes me To be born again. My spirit man comes open, comes alive. And I begin to see what I've never seen before. I begin to understand what I never understood before. The Holy Spirit begins to lead me, guide me, and direct me. He takes me. He puts me in a good local church. Whether it's live streaming or whether it's it's, uh, uh, in person. But he takes me, he puts me in that place. First, he puts me in the body of Christ, into Jesus. And then he leads me, guides me, directs me to a good local church. Because why? That is the responsibility and the purpose of a local church is to teach you how to walk in the Spirit, how to live the way God wants you to live, to get your mind renewed to the Word of God. We do that by by reading the Word of God. Uh, You take everything that I teach you and you apply it to your life. You go back and listen to it. You take your own notes and things and you begin to live uh, by and through the Word of God. So you've been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin or seed or sperm, but from the one who is immortal. By the ever-living, lasting Word of God. Wow. You've been born again by the Word of God. It is the divine sperm and seed of Almighty God Himself. And when that seed is sown on the inside of your heart and you believe it, that seed brings forth the, 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 the power of God uh, to, to, that you be born again by the Holy Spirit. So he says, For all flesh, mankind, is like grass, and all of its glory and honor like the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower drops off, but the word of the Lord, 
the word of God, divine instruction, the gospel of Jesus Christ endures forever. Everything in this earth will change. It'll fade like the flowers and everything. The word of God will never change. The word of God will endure for, for, forever. So that's the reason you can build your life, your eternal life, off of the word of God. Because that word is going to endure. It's not going to drop beneath you. It's not going to be pulled out from underneath you. It's going to be a foundation that will never crack. It is a foundation that you stand strong on. And you continue to build your life on the word of God. And this word is the good news which was preached to you. So be done with. Now he's talking about. You're, you're born again now, okay? So he said, so be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, and all deceit and, ins- and insincerity, pretense or hypocrisy, and grudges, envy, jealous, slander, and evil speaking of every kind. That is not who we are anymore. Now, that stuff can still be right here in this flesh, but the flesh has no power over me anymore. Oh, my gracious, when the flesh starts manifesting uh, and, and trying to impulses come concerning my old life, my old way of thinking, I said, no, that's not who I am anymore. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That is not who I am. When temptation comes, no, not going for that because that's not who I am. Temptation comes, stirs up this flesh. No, not going there. I'm born again. I already know what's in the past the way that life was. I know how empty that life was. I know how frustrating that life was. I know that that life had no purpose and no meaning whatsoever. I know that life. But the life that I have now in Christ, it has meaning. Oh, man, it has joy. It has peace. It has fulfillment. Not that we don't go through problems because that's what we're talking about right now. We're we're talking about uh, successful spiritual warfare. We go through things. But the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Not the joy of this world. The world has no joy. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. And the more I get into the Word of God, man, I realize who I am. I'm renewing my mind. I'm getting my identity on the inside of me. And I'm sitting there going, man, this is who I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am forgiven. Glory to God. This is who I am. I am more than a conqueror. Praise God. And and so 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 I'm I'm done with every trace of wickedness and all deceit and insincerity. In, in, in sincerity. That's who I used to be. Now I'm sincere. I'm sincerely in love with Jesus. I'm sincerely in love with God. I'm sincerely in love with my brothers and my sisters. Glory to God. And so my, my uh, grudges and my envy and jealousy, I'm through with that. Glory to God. Because that's not who I am. And slander and evil speaking of every kind. So he said you're through with all that. That's not who you are. And then he says this in verse 2. Like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, indulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow into completed salvation since you have already tasted the goodness and the kindness of the Lord. It says like. We don't stay babies in Christ. Okay, We are to mature. But like 
a newborn baby. Concerning the word of God, we should crave that. We should be fervent and passionate about it. We should earnestly desire the word of God. Why? Because it's going to nurture us and it's going to cause us to grow and to mature. And if you're not maturing, the devil knows that. Because when he brings the test of life, he knows whether you're maturing in the Word of God or not. Depends on how you use it, what you say, what your behavior and your, your action is. And another thing is that the Word of God is the number one weapon against the devil. And he knows it. He knows, he knows that. It is the number one weapon that we have against every demonic attack. It is the number one weapon we have when we pray. It is the number one weapon that we have uh, to use when we're going through circumstances and adversities and there's attacks in our life. So let's go back to Ephesians the 6th chapter. Look at verse 12, verse 18. He says, Paul, I'm going to read this again because you need to really understand this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers, it's what's behind the flesh and blood that we're wrestling with. You know, you, when, when people offend you and things like that happen, insult you, say things about you, you don't have to get upset with them. Get upset with the spirit that is behind what they're saying and doing. That's what you've got to do, you know, and, and you have authority over that. You know, and, and you need to take your authority concerning that. You don't, you don't have to look at them and say, you foul devil, you know. But what you can do is you understand. Here's the key. Jesus was on the cross. They had mutilated him. And he was on the cross and he said, Father, he's the key. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. They're spiritually blinded. They don't know the enemy is using them to crucify Jesus. And the Bible says that the enemy knew what was going to happen when he crucified Jesus. He'd never done it. <laughs> Biggest mistake he ever made in his life other than get kicked out of heaven. He had never done that whatsoever. Okay? Because a lot of times God gives you the wisdom that he does not have. That the devil does not have. In, in your situations and what you're going through. And, and he'll give you wisdom to act upon to bring forth uh, the, the, the results and the end of what you may be facing or going through. So he, so he says this. He says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers. This is all the organization of the kingdom of darkness. Against the, the rulers of darkness of this age, of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, because of that, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Who is responsible for taking up the armor of God? You and I. We are responsible for doing this. God gives us everything that pertains to life and godliness. When Jesus said it was finished, it is finished. He did not leave one thing out. But when it comes to spiritual warfare, you and I are the ones that must take up the armor of God. And he's going to tell us what that armor is. That you may be able 
to withstand in the evil day. In other words, he's saying, listen, the evil day is going to come. There evil day or evil days. And we're living in evil days. All right? The Bible says, uh, uh, Paul said it in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, beginning with verse 1, Paul said, in these last days, it's going to be perilous times, going to be harsh times, destructive times, violent times, times that are going to be very hard and difficult to deal with. So God is saying, listen, I know what's coming. I know what you're going to be facing. So I'm not leaving you helpless. I'm going to give you everything that I myself have. I'm going to give you my armor so that you'll be able to withstand in the evil day everything that is coming. And then he says this, because we have a tendency sometimes to give up when we don't see an immediate change. So he says, having done all, what is the done all? Taking the full armor of God. Having done all to stand Stand, therefore. Keep on standing. That means keep on being firmly fixed and steadfast in faith. Keep on standing, having girded your waist with truth. What is the girdle on the waist, on the, on, on the, uh, the Roman centurion's uniform? The girdle, the waist, the belt, it held everything up. Truth is what holds everything in place. Truth is what keeps us moving forward, knowing the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth continues to set us free. The truth continues to win every single battle. But we must be girded with the truth, which is God's Word. I must know the Word of God. He says, having put on the breastplate, which covers my heart, put on the breastplate, of righteousness, knowing that when I'm facing a battle, knowing that I'm facing a situation, I am in right standing with God. I'm not trying to figure out, oh, gosh, am, am, am I in right standing with God? Or does God care for me? Does God love me? No. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I have an assurance. I know I am. The Bible says I am. You are. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am in right standing with God because I'm in Jesus and Jesus is in me. So therefore, it's not my righteousness in what I do to gain this. I get Jesus' righteousness in what he did for me. Glory to God. God bestows that upon me and makes me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, God's going to bring people across your path. We should always be ready to share the gospel with people because the people are in turmoil. The Bible says there is no rest for the wicked. There's so many people out there that are so unrestful right now, uh, full of anxiety and worry, and we have the gospel of peace. And it says, be ready. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then it says this. Watch this, verse 16. Above all, above all that he just said, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench the, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith, which means it's the shield of God. 
And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the shield is made up of the word of God that I am standing on, that I am believing, that I am speaking. The shield of faith. And the Bible says right here, it quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The word quench means to put out. It puts it out. So if you don't have your shield up, you're going to allow the enemy to come in. And he's just going to stab you. He's going to throw his darts at you. And by the way, the fiery darts have to do with thoughts. The fiery darts, the fiery thoughts of the wicked one that comes in that questions God. The questions God to you. Whether God cares about you, whether God loves you, whether God's going to answer your prayer, where God's going to do this for you. That's a fiery dart. You need to quench that. And you need to say, praise God, my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God has provided for me healing, salvation, healing, restoration, deliverance. That's what God has provided. He's provided for me everything that has to do with life and godliness. And he says, take up the shield of faith. Come on, some of you need to get your shield back up where it needs to be. Amen. Some of you got your shields down. And when your shields come down, the enemy can fire on you. And, and, the, and the, those fiery darts can bring destruction. They can, they can be very detrimental to your life and to your family. So you got to put the shields back up. You, the shield of faith which is the word of God. And, and then it says, take the helmet of salvation. That means the helmet, that word salvation there means the helmet of deliverance. The helmet of, of sal salvation is the, is the helmet that tells me that, that uh, of everything that God has given to me. The helmet covers the head. It's the mind. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, chapter verse 3 through 5, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Okay? And what does it tell us to do? Casting down every vain imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God that comes into your mind is from the enemy. And he's trying to get you to question God. God's provision. God's healing. God's deliverance, God's love, God's care. That's what he's trying to get you to question. That's the reason he fires those fiery darts. And then I hold up the shield of faith, which is the word of God. And it quenches that. And the Bible says to take every... Now listen to this. In, in 2 Corinthians 10, chapter, verse, uh, uh, verses 1 through 3, it, it, it says that Verses 3 through 5, I'm sorry. Verse 3 through 5, it says, Taking every thought into captivity. Bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. Everything that you cast out, you must realize that something must be put back in. What comes out of your heart, into your mind, the word of God. So when I, I rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus because the word of God says it is written. And I must hear myself say that. Why is it so important for me to hear myself speaking the word of God? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if the Bible tells me, which it does, to fight the good fight of faith, then I must 
believe God through my situation, through my adversity, through my tough times. I continue to stand steadfast in faith, which we learned that last week. Steadfast in faith. Resist Him steadfast in faith. I must remain in that posture. I must remain in that position. Why? Because he's going to be firing those fiery darts. But I've got the shield up. Praise God. i got the shield up. And I catch every fiery dart. I take every thought that comes in. And I said, I rebuke that thought. That is not That does not line up with the word of God. I rebuke that thought in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I bring that thought into captivity. And I bring that thought into obedience to the word of God. Because now I put the word on it. Speak the word of God. We're going to see what that word is in just a minute. It says, take the helmet of salvation. Glory to God. And, watch this, here we go. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's your weapon. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You must be a skillful swordsman. That's the reason you spend time in the Word of God. That's the reason you're in a local church. And don't let the devil, regardless of what's going on with this pandemic and, or, or sheltered in or whatever, do not stop yourself. Don't get yourself in a place that you start pulling away from church or you start pulling yourself away from the Word of God. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do. Because he knows that the more you listen to this, the more you hear the word of God, the more you're going to be built up, the more resolve that you're going to have in your life, the more confidence you're going to have, the more faith you're going to have. And he knows that you're going to be taught how to use the word of God. And he knows that he is no match for God's word. The word defeats him every single time. So he says... And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then in context, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And by the way, the Bible said, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So I pray in the Word and I pray in the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, like in the book of Acts, that's something that you're missing. Some people say, I know there's more. There is. It's, it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. On my bedroom floor, I raised my hands and said, Father, uh, I came out of a denomination who taught against the Holy Spirit. And I said, Father, if, if, if the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is for me today, Lord, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Three hours later, praise God, I was, I was, I was just submerged in the power of God, a language coming out of my mouth that I had never heard before. It's called speaking in other tongues, which is in the Bible. It hasn't passed away. And man, for three hours, I was gloriously, wonderfully, um, just in the presence of God, just being caught up. And in, in, in it just is like I was in a, a, a downpour of, of, of just beautiful, warm rain. It was just amazing. And, I, and, and I've never been the same since. Glory to God. And I'm still on fire. I'm still passionate for the Lord. I've been walking with the Lord for 50 years. And I'm still on fire for Jesus. I'm still on fire. And I'm hungry and passionate and fervent for His Word. Glory to God. And that will never stop. And he said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now here's the key in what we've been talking about. Be watchful to this end. Keep watch. Be alert. Be sober. Be vigilant. 
Keep what? Being watchful to this end with all perseverance. Come on, my friend. Keep on persevering. Keep on persevering. If you need a fresh a filling of the Holy Spirit, just raise your hands right now. And in the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you right now for a fresh anointing and a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit of the living God to come upon my brother and my sister, that house, that family in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, Father, let there be a fresh anointing, a fresh filling that comes upon them right now in the name of Jesus. Give them even more boldness. Fill them with boldness in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Man, I just feel that right here in my own heart. Praise God. That is happening right there in the name of Jesus. You just throw up your hands and say, Father, fill me with a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. He's doing that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. There's healing that is taking place right now as I speak. Right there, there is healing taking place. The Spirit of God is moving right now in your house, in your body. My brother, my sister, I loose you from that infirmity and sickness and disease. And I say be healed and be made whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful. To this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That's what we just did. I just prayed for you and you pray for one another. You pray for others. Don't wait just for your pastor to pray for you or some minister to pray for you. Man, start praying for other people. It's amazing that whatever you give out, God just supplies it back even more uh, to you. And the next thing the devil does is the devil stirs up trouble. He brings ambushes, trials, persecution, adversity, hard times to get us. Why? To feel sorry for ourselves, to get us offended. If somebody's offended you, forgive them. Forgive them. If you don't, you're never going to get victory. Okay, so he says, gets us offended, disappointed at God, give up or give in. And again, going back to Mark, listen to what he does. This is the way he does things. And in the same way, the one sown on stony ground, those who, 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 when they hear the word, at once receive it, accept it, welcome it with joy, but they don't have any real root. That's what I was just saying. They're not studying the Word of God. They're not taking time in the Word of God. They're just being hearers of the Word of God. The Bible says in James, if you're just a hearer, you're deceiving yourself. And and just being hearers of the Word of God. You've got to continue to get into the Word of God, to mature, to love the Word, and and be taught the Word. He said, "And, and they have no real root in themselves, so they endure for a little while. And then when trouble and persecution arises, why does it arise? Here's the devil's number one target. When person, uh, trouble and persecution arises on the count of the word, they immediately are offended and become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. Is that where you are right now? Have you become offended at the word because it didn't work instantly? Or are you persevering and enduring and saying, God, I'm, gonna hold, I, I, I'm just going to stand firm. Uh, no matter what, I'm going to stand firm in Jesus' name. The next thing that he does is this. Listen to the next scripture in Matthew, uh, Mark 4, 19. Then the cares and the anxieties of this world and the distractions of this age. Cares, anxieties, distractions. 
of this age, the pleasure and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. It becomes fruitless. You don't want to become fruitless because of the things of this world. You want to bear much fruit for the kingdom of God. And then what he say? And those who are sown on good, well-adapted soil. That's what I'm doing. I believe that I'm sowing a good soil right now. Are the ones who hear the word, receive it, accept it, and welcome it, and bear fruit. And it doesn't, you don't get to a hundredfold overnight. Listen to this. Some 30 times as much as sown, some 60 times as much, and some even 100 times as much. This is a process. And you make, in the process, you're making progress. Okay? It, it, you, you don't give a harvest immediately. You take the word. You, you're not going to get where I've been and what I've done in my life for 50 years. You're not going to get there overnight. You're going to have to do the same thing I did. I sowed the word of God in my heart. I went to church. I was faithful in church. I listened to the word of God. I studied the word of God. I spent time in, in the presence of Jesus. I spent time praying, not only for myself, but for others. Like today, I pray for the church. I pray for our nation. I pray, I pray for missionaries and ministers. I, 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 I pray, <laughs> okay? But I've learned that over the years. And as I was young, I was learning that, 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 that I was growing at a 30% rate, okay? Then I grew to a 60%. And now I'm walking in that where the Word of God is just absolutely activating and operating in my life 100%. Amen? And that's where I want you. So get hungry for God's Word. Get hungry for the things of God. Amen? Listen, Jesus is the Word. The only way that you're born again is by the Word of God. If you have never been born again by the Spirit of God, if you've never received Jesus as Lord and Savior, I didn't say join a church or be confirmed in a religion. That'll never get you into the kingdom of God. It'll never get you as a, to be a child of God or into heaven. You must confess Jesus Repent of your sins and confess Jesus as the Lord of your life. How do, you, how do I do that, Pastor? Well, even if you've backslidden and gotten away from God, if you confess your sin, the Bible says that God will forgive you of your sins. So you just simply say, Father, I repent of all my sin, and I ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life. Father, I was born again at one time. But Lord, I repent of all my sin that I've gotten away from you. And Father, I repent of my sin. And the Bible says if you do that, he's faithful and just to forgive you. Amen? And if you did that, text us and let us know. Glory to God. I'm so excited about this. Uh, we're going to continue to teach. For, for our purpose and mission in life is to tell people about Jesus Listen, folks, I want you to continue to get into the Word. Get these notes, okay? You can get these notes. They're there. Uh, just get the notes and study the notes out. I want you to grow and I want you to mature in the things of God and tell people about Jesus. Thanks for listening to the CL Talks podcast. You can find the notes from this conversation in the show notes below. For more information and talks from Covenant Love, just search for us on social media or head to mycl.church. We'll see you next week.